Hey there, I'm in the uh, Patchogue State Forest in Connecticut, and I'm in this area that they call the Rhododendron Sanctuary. And I was just thinking about, we did a gig yesterday in Bridgewater, Massachusetts, pretty cool. And uh, we were talking earlier this week about fear and about Paul from uh, Ephesians 6, 19 and 20 says, Fear not, says, pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. <laughs> pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. And man, that's absolutely incredible verse. But fear... Um, I mean, you got, a lot of you guys know that I have a song called Fear Not. If you don't know it, then please go listen to it on YouTube. But fear is a crippling word, one that slows progress, um, one that halts intent, one that captures initiative and holds it for ransom, right? Fear just paralyzes us sometimes. It just slows us down. And I think right now, especially in this time that we're in, we're suffering with this fear in this pandemic and fear of what it's going to look like, how it's going to work, what it's going to do to our lives. But in this verse, Paul is asking for fearlessness. He is asking for the courage to declare the gospel and asking for prayer so that he can continue to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ as he should. And I found that to be kind of an interesting twist in all of this because he's not saying I'm afraid. He's saying, I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to preach the gospel, which it's a different spin on fear, isn't it? Like so many of us are afraid of, hey, what's going to happen to me? How's this going to affect me? What is going to happen in my life? How is this going to all work as we roll forward? And Paul's like, no, I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to talk about Jesus. And I found that twist so different and so interesting um, he's asking for courage to declare the gospel, asking for prayer so that he can continue to proclaim the gospel of Jesus as he should. His fear is that he won't be able to speak about Jesus. His fear is that he won't be able to make known the mystery of the gospel. And, ah, man, that's such a powerful word and a powerful take on what fear should look like in our lives. Right? Like in the midst of all that's going on, all that we're afraid of right now, the fear that we should be concerned about is whether or not we'll be able to be a reflection of Jesus in our lives. And wow, that is just such a different take on it. Um, he also calls himself an ambassador in chains. And an ambassador is one who proclaims something, one whose desire is to proclaim and one who has the freedom to proclaim or is charged with the proclamation. And Paul has used this chains reference before. If you followed along in our, in our devotions over the last couple of months, we've certainly dug into and studied Paul a bunch. But he's a self-proclaimed and self-imprisoned prisoner. So today, be fearless. Not fearless in like, oh, I'm not quite sure what's gonna happen. Be fearless in your desire to preach the gospel and sometimes use words. Be fearless in your desire to maybe take the fear that you have about your circumstances 
and turn that into something else that allows you to to speak about Jesus and to preach about Jesus in your life. And maybe that's just, I don't know, fill in the blank. But maybe it's just taking time to spend time with your family or spend time with your friends or you know, maybe it's reaching out to somebody that you haven't reached out to in a while, but I don't know what it is for you. But this fear, I just loved the, the different spin that he put on fear today. So I'm going to take a few shots around here. It's absolutely gorgeous here in Connecticut. I've never been to this part of the world before. Well, this part of Connecticut before. Um, but I just, you know, this week we touched on two things. One is fear and the other is being uh, shipwrecked. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But take a minute and think about the fear that you have in your life and how you can use that fear to spin it, turn it on its head and change the meaning of it to actually be a reflection of Jesus in your life this week. Man, beautiful view here today. Now I'm on the top of uh, Mount Misery here in um, Connecticut. And I wanted to touch on, now continuing that thought on fear, right? Um, and how sometimes our fear can shipwreck our faith. And Paul touches on this in 1 Timothy. He says this, he says, but for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God to honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to their faith. And that word shipwreck for me really just resonated, A, because I'm just a huge fan of the ocean and old ships and all that kind of stuff, but B, because, you know, <clears throat> I wrote this, I said, I love the verse here, holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to their faith. When you suffer shipwreck, right? It's not a little event. It is a kind of a, a catastrophic event. There's no turning back when you have a shipwreck in your life. You're in deep 
and it takes time, a lot of time to recover. And I was thinking about that and thought about it today and in, in, in regards to what happens when our fear grips us and takes hold of us and what happens to our faith, right? Our faith just sometimes gets shipwrecked when we succumb to the fear that we were talking about earlier in this devotion. And I wanted to just take a minute and just touch on this idea that Paul brought up of how some folks just, their faith gets completely shipwrecked. And I don't want that to happen to us, you know, or to you or to me. Like, I really, really firmly believe that if we put more faith and more trust in our walk with Jesus, those shipwrecks are going to be few and far between. Paul's trying to help us to avoid shipwreck in our own faith walk, instructing us to hold on to faith, hold on to good conscience. The New Living Translation says this. It says, uh, some people have deliberately violated their conscience. And the thought on that is a heavy, heavy thought. We know right from wrong, yet we continue to do wrong. We continue to go against the faith, against all that we know is right. This is the heart of the matter, isn't it? Paul's warning us against this practice, against this type of behavior. We must fight and resist. Oh man, that's so heavy. We must fight and resist and renounce the wrong and lean into the right and keep the faith. So today let's avoid shipwreck, right? That's such a, that's a hard thing to do sometimes because life throws so many things at us and we just want to stop and we want to succumb to the fear and we want to just say, God, I can't do this. And yet God in his infinite love and mercy and grace continues to say to us, you can, you will, and I'm walking with you. Just like in Undertow, it says he will never, ever let us go and he will never, ever let us go. So today, as you walk through your day or through your week or through your month or through your year, maybe you're just saying this is impossible or this is hard or I just don't want to do this anymore. I encourage you to stop for a minute. Just look up at the sky and just talk to God and just say, God, whatever it is in your life, your addiction, your fear, your lack of faith or trust, just surrender it to him. And he will turn around and put things in your path and lead people to you that will change your life if you're looking for it. Again, this isn't a one-way street. This is a two-way partnership with God to avoid the shipwrecks in our lives. So today, as your faith may be dwindling or as your faith is getting uh, sparse, uh, just lean into the trust more, the faith more, the purity the more, more. Just lean into his word more. Just go back and read Ephesians. Read Ephesians 1. Read that every day this week. And that will change your life. It's an incredible, incredible passage. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. But actually, that's your assignment this week. Read Ephesians chapter 1 every single day in the morning, night, middle of the day, whenever you have time to do it. But read Ephesians chapter 1 every single day. And be encouraged by the words that Paul brings us. 
And today, let's focus on our faith and focus on just letting our faith grow so that when we're in situations that may shipwreck us, we can turn and we can say, God, no, you are here with me. You're walking with me. I trust in you and my faith is in you. So amen. Amen. Man, it's powerful. What a beautiful morning. Look at this view. Incredible. Our God loves us so, so much. All right, guys, enjoy the day. We'll see you next week for another one of these, and we'll talk about Ephesians 1. All right, guys, we'll see you soon.